Hi, this is Amanda Burse, also known as Marcy Rhodes Darcy, and you're listening to the Married with Children podcast. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. Yeah, we're still using that intro from Marcy herself, because nobody else has guest spotted on our show. <laughs> What's up? This is the season six wrap-up show. It is so, so hard to, oh no, not, not that. It's hard to believe that it is here, right everybody? My name is Al, I have no joke. Hi, I'm Jamie. That's a joke in itself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan. Bosco for life. Wow, you had something to say? Man, I guess we should have thought of this. We probably should have, huh? Uh. Whoever, can, whoever thought that maybe you should have something to say if you do a podcast? <laughs> uh. Well, I will say in our defense, these wrap-up shows are approached a little bit differently. Yes, they're very loose because... So am I. <laughs> That's why we love you. They're very broad. So we are, and Jamie's abroad. Exactly. <laughs> she's both. She's everything. She's everything to the show. So we are going to go over. Everybody knows how this works. All the Patreons, we love you. I mean, the patrons, we love you. Yep, you guys are awesome. Thank you for checking out our bonus material. I know we suck. We will do more. Um, I'm thinking of a way, because it's so hard to get us all three together. I'm thinking yeah. of things I could do alone, so I don't have to bother you two guys. Like, I'll just sit there and watch an episode Perfect. and do a video commentary on it <laughs> and just put it out there or whatever, like once every two, three weeks. I was considering that. Right. As, as far as uh, exclusive content for Patreon, too, and I know we've talked about this, and uh, I know you guys have mentioned it. Uh, I believe, Alex, you've mentioned a couple scenes, but I just watched the new Vacation movie with Christina Applegate, mm-hmm. and we should definitely do that because that movie is hilarious and she's great in it. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I saw clips of it, and I loved everything I saw. Very surprising, like especially with one of those franchises that's that's beloved by by many people. And I had my own personal relationship with it, but this one it does feel like definitely like kind of a, a reboot, like a a different version of it. But it does stand on its own. It's really funny, and I was like, oh, we should do this for the people. Wait, are you talking about the one that came out a few years ago? Ed Helms, yes, yes. Oh, I loved that. I thought right? it was so good. It was so good. The little kid in that movie was was classic. But I just love it how she goes back to her old frat, her old uh, her old sorority. Oh yeah, I did see that part. That was so funny. <laughs> and she was great. drunk, right? Or something like that? Right, exactly. Yeah, and, and you know like we said, we mentioned Dead to Me and uh, and all these all these different shows that she's on and I really, I can't think of anything bad that she's been in. Nope, just uh, the England shows. So who has all three England shows as their worst three? You know, I contemplated it. I don't. I just thought it would be funny. Right. Uh, It'd be funny if just everybody was like, you know, whoop, right down the end. (laughs) Exactly. But 
Sadly, they're not the worst right. three. <laughs> uh, I put a poll up. We're going to put a poll <laughs> in your head. <laughs> I'm going to take a poll. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I put a poll up, and it appears most people love the England shows. That's weird. I've seen the comments that people – and so many people were so excited for us to get to those episodes because they've been waiting. And I I feel so bad whenever that happens, you know, when people are excited about something and like, yeah, yeah, I love this. I love these episodes. I want to hear people talk about it. I hate that. And then we're like, meh. (laughs) That's so sad. I don't like it. But I hate doing that. I'll say this, though, that our conversations, though, about those shows were really fun. And even though we didn't love those episodes, like it was still a great time having Luigi on for all of them. It definitely added a new a new perspective. And, and I thought that those 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 are some of my favorite shows to do to a do. show of it on, <laughs> not to watch the episode. But yeah, I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Luigi came with the with some, with some fire fire facts, too. So. Well, I did actually see several comments from people who were excited to listen to the shows because they love those episodes. And then they didn't have anything bad to say about what we said. Like they no. weren't they didn't seem to be upset with how we saw the shows or the episodes. So that was good. Yeah, they, they took it well. I think. Yeah. And I think if they do disagree <clears throat> and they do love those episodes, they shouldn't love them any less because, uh, you know, us three knuckleheads don't like it. Like, no. who cares? It's, a, it's everybody's opinion. And I feel like, too, you know, with, with everybody that listens to the show or whatever, it's more of um, a general plane that we're all playing on like a playing field you know we may love some or or dislike some more than others but we're all pretty much in the same boat and and the love of the show comes from the same place well maybe the married with children fan base is just more mature than a lot of the horror fan base out there that i've been dealing with for the past 20 years who you can't (laughs) say anything anything that they disagree with without them telling you to kill yourself so (laughs) yeah Exactly. Maybe we're the Married with Children podcast that inspires an actual, real, good Married with Children podcast. Um, huh? <laughs> what? No, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> we are the actual, real, good Married with Children. <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to say? <laughs> that, was, that was the joke. <laughs> oh, no. I... it, it, it was a bad joke. I'm sorry. I don't know if it was bad. I just don't get it. Oh. <laughs> no, it, it was bad. Okay. It, was, it was it was just self-deprecating. <laughs> Continue. You're so funny, man. I'm really not, apparently. You know, it's, <laughs> it's even funnier when you're not funny. I know. I'm sorry. That's, like sometimes I'll, I'll hit a fucking bass hit or a bunt here and there, but that was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I digress. Oh, we get it. <laughs> yeah, we no, got we got it. it. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> and we're all set. <laughs> Dude, I'm over it, man. Just let's just move on. You leave this bullshit in. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it. In. I don't care. Yay! <laughs> so, so this is a really cool show because there's so much to talk about. We're gonna hit major plot points. Let me give you a rundown so you can be excited about what you're already listening to. <laughs> You're not excited already. You are so going to want to listen to what you're already listening to. It's not even 
funny. Yeah, let me sell the show. You're already stuck hearing. Okay, so we we got our this time we're doing our top five favorite instead of top yes. three. We're gonna give you guys two bonus episodes. There's we're gonna do the two worst. We're gonna do hottest girls of the season. Everybody loves that. We have more than two worst. No. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. We're going to hit all the major, like, uh, highlights of the season. For example, Kelly being stupid at, is at full swing this year. <laughs> Peg being pregnant. Grandmaster B. The nudie bar. The England shows. How there's two two-parters and one three-parter. There are so many aspects to talk about. And then the evolution of Jefferson himself. So we have a lot of things to get to. Yes. Where do we start? We usually start low-key stuff. Now, I got to say one thing. Normally, we actually start at sex points. I lost my notebook. Oh. Yeah, I don't You get have... a sex point deducted for that one. I think I could find it by the time we do season seven or whatever. <laughs> next year. Yeah, next year. Actually, next year. So I'll find it next year, and then I'll add it to whatever we're doing. All I remember is that Al got a six point in part two of the England show. That's all I remember. <laughs> and I really say – I'm going to say I don't think there were many sex points. I don't well, think somebody this... got one right. when they went on their vacation to the timeshare. Mm-hmm. Somebody right. – I think it was Peg because they were they were about to get down. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to find that when I find my book next year. Uh, so let's, um, let's go to hottest chick real fast. So here's what we got, everybody, to refresh your memory. Having my baby part two had the vendor and the girl dancer with the legs. If I had a hammer, we have Jill, the hot blonde that was with Bud. uh, Buck's bellyache. We have cousin Effer. Uh, that's Joey Adams. The, she's the famous chick from Days of Confused. God's Shoes, we have Lola. That's the girl that the guy says, uh, why don't you dance for us again, Lola? Kelly Does <laughs> Hollywood. We have Kelly's friends, Cindy, Samantha, Jeannie, and Joni. And one of the girls says, Curry were Shoe Dick. We have Vanessa Van Pelt. And that's Tracy Lords. So that's going to be an easy one to remember. All right. I Who Have Nothing... That's going to be Aunt Heather, the girl who came to the front door and told them that they they have to give the stuff back that they stole. Mm-hmm. People seem to think she was hot, so I put that in there. Mm. Uh, the Mystery of Skull Island. We have Kara, and that's the same girl as, if I had a hammer, Jill. Jill, yep. Just Shoe It. That's when Al was getting knocked out of his shoes for the commercials. <laughs> uh, the only girl is the receptionist in the beginning of that episode. Right. Uh, rites of passage. We have the strippers in the nudie bar, and we have Kelly's friend Roxanne in that blue dress with the clown. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <clears throat> have mercy. We have Teacher's Pet. We have Miss McGowan, the 40-year-old. We have Darlene, the girl Bud was dating as a side piece. And Miss A. Mariner, if you guys are into that. <laughs> we have... <laughs> The gas station show. We have the Swedish bikini team and Joe's girlfriend who went to the beach with him. And that's it. Do you think Tyler that entire time was just slowly shaking his head yes? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. And check out Tyler on the gas station show. Yes. This is tough, but I have 
someone I just cannot get over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who, who do you got? What do we What do we got? <sighs> I'm sorry, man, but I had to take a breath. <laughs> it, it might be the dress or something. Uh-huh. But Kelly's friend Roxanne with the clown sticky Roxanne. is so hot. Yeah. I mean, I have just blown away every time she comes on screen. That is a good one. Oh, my God. Like, I know you could go with, you know, Jill slash uh, Kara. She is super hot. And she is definitely a runner-up. Tracy Lords obviously, is always going to be a runner-up. But I think I already picked her in some other seasons, so I'm going to spread the love. <laughs> <laughs> and Cousin F for Joey Adams. She looked so good in those short shorts, man. Yep. God. But, um... No, I have to go with this girl who just floored me, Roxanne from Rites of Passage. Nice. Good pick. Thanks. This was actually a really good season for Hot Chicks. I mean, any world in which the same season contains Tracy Lords and Kari War, I am just mm. over the moon. But there was one girl that I recall saying, I even said it on, on the show, I was just like, she's so gorgeous. Like, it just, she just... I couldn't get over it. Like, she was just stunning. Mm-hmm. But now I can't remember who it was. But <laughs> <laughs> Wow. But, I mean, and it doesn't really matter because Tracy Lords will always be my number one. I just think she's incredibly sexy and beautiful. I always have. And uh, she's if she's in it, she's going to win it. That's just the way it is. But there was another one. I wish I could remember who it was. But I remember just being struck by how beautiful she was. I wonder why none of the names jogged the memory. No, it didn't. Didn't. And it might have been, I was going to say maybe it was Jill, but I really don't remember thinking she was all that much at the time, hmm. at least when in the Grandmaster B episode. But right. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know who else it would have been because I was trying, when you were going down the list, I was like, maybe, and then I was picturing them in my head and I'm like, no, that's not it. Hmm. No, that's not it. So honestly, it she's in there somewhere, but I can't remember who. But either way, it's going to be Tracy. Right. <laughs> With yes. a nod to Kari because I've always thought she was incredibly gorgeous too. Oh, yeah. Dan the Man. That would be, for me anyways, uh, you guys mentioned her, uh, Kara, uh, Jill, the one from Skull Island. Yeah, it's first, first time I think on the show I was actually taken back. I was like, oh, wow. Because normally, um, <clears throat> and I got to say that uh, I guess – I guess the 90s uh, style isn't exactly my thing, Mm. (laughs) so to speak, with with the hair and all of that or whatever. Hey, who knows? Maybe if I grew up in that time. Well, technically I did, but I was just a little tight. Oh, my Lord. It is for Brian. Let me (laughs) 80s and like late 80s and 90s, early 90s. He loves big hair. He loves it. Yeah. I like big hair and I cannot lie. You other ones can't deny. Well, well, he loves big hair and like makeup <laughs> and um, right. short skirts. And- I like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll hoard up sometimes for him. Just <laughs> nice. <laughs> put on a uh, Suzanne Summers exercise video. <laughs> no, she'll put on the other one. What's her name? Oh, Linnea Quigley. Yeah, Linnea Quigley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Jamie would watch for a workout video. But um and, and I'm I'm recently uh I'm watching the new season of American Horror Story which takes place in the 80s as well and uh 87 I believe it is. And uh, the, I think that's the name. <laughs> that's the title of the show. Sorry, but uh, but oh, 84. Sorry, 
84. I'm sorry. So uh, you're watching this and it's very that they're playing up exactly what we said, the clothes and the hair and stuff like that. And to me, it's just over the top cheesy. But then again, like 20 years from now, I'm sure people will say that about what we're wearing. You know, oh, like, they're going to make fun of us so bad. Relentlessly, I'm sure. But uh, but no. So that is my pick. Uh, and, and there were some there were some uh, honorable mentions. Good, yeah, good contenders, and I agree with what Jamie said. This is a good season for Hot Chicks, but I will say that it lands uh, it lands on Kara slash Jill from Skull Island, and uh, what is it? Wow. I'm, I thought for sure you'd go for Miss A. Mariner. No, man. I uh, No, it's the first time, like I said, I was like taken back, and I was like, oh, hands down. And I knew in that moment that uh, it would take... It would take something very spectacular to uh, to beat that, to win me over as, as far as this category is concerned. I don't know if Dan remembers who Ms. Mariner is. Yeah, the way he reacted to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like 70, she's like 75 years old. She was like, oh, never mind. I choose her. No, actually, can I go back and choose uh, the librarian? Mr. Groot. Mr. Groot. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe none of us chose the Swedish bikini team. Um, I'm just not into that uh, look, really. I mean, they're just kind of nondescript and blonde. I don't, right. you know, there's nothing yeah. striking about them, I don't think. Bland hotness, you know? Yeah, this looks like a beer commercial. <laughs> and I want to thank Luigi. When I met up with him and had drinks with him, he gave me the Playboy that they did. The Swedish bikini team Playboy. Wow. How was how that? So you guys just met up and... Yeah, met up, had drinks, talked a little married children, talked our lives and... What did you guys drink? He just had whatever was on tap. Alex had a Coke. Yeah, I had a Coke <laughs> because I quit drinking on August 25th for life, so I can't do it anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool though. And he only right had on. one, believe it or not, and then he had a seltzer water. And like, I was like, man, if he only saw me like three months ago, I would have had like four bottles sitting next to me. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex quit drinking for life until I come to New Jersey. Yeah, no, I can't, dude. Dude, I had a party <laughs> last I had like a sort of Halloween party last night and I didn't drink anything. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Yeah, no, it's cool though. I still <laughs> have fun somehow, believe it or not. Uh all right. <clears throat> so that's great for hot chicks. Yeah, I love these girls, man. A lot of them super hot. Married Children's really good at casting hot babes. They weren't so amazing at it in the first uh, season or so. Mm-hmm. But man, they really picked up. Yeah, I agree. And they they've been good ever since um uh that Playboy chick, remember with the tack to the headboard of the bed and yes. Tracy Tracy Lores on your first episode and things <laughs> like that. Yeah, they've been doing right. pretty good. Yep, not bad. Not too shabby. No. All right, so Let's real quick thank all the people who contributed to season six with us. Yes. So we have Jerry Herring, the guy who was on the show as a permanent co-host <laughs> for the first like 60 or so episodes. Uh, we have Aaron Duncan, who is always there. There's been a lot of times Dan couldn't make it because he's been transitioning in life. And, you know, there's a weekly show or whatever, so we have to get them out. And Aaron has filled in time and time again, and he's always into it, always does a great job, and it's always, always fun. Always my ass. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun hanging out with him. He's the man. Yeah. <clears throat> then we have Jerry Cortez, who hopped on the Anthrax show, and he Mr. was- Mr. Venom. Yeah, he 
was really the perfect guy at that show because he's so well versed in that episode, Married with Children and Anthrax. Mm-hmm. So yep. great addition. Then we had Steven Scott. This guy is a longtime supporter of the show. He's always been supportive of us. Uh, oh, he keeps the group page activity alive. Very much so. Yeah, there's so many people there, and it's like if everybody just made one post a week, yeah. that place would be hopping, man. Right, right. Yeah, he he is very big. He's a big uh, flag waver, and he's the only guest that I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. You know, I I haven't really talked to, right. and I, I do regret that because he is so well versed. But everybody that's been on has has brought. <laughs> fire like firepower you know they all come with so much information but more than anything enthusiasm and then obviously the information just pours out because of the enthusiasm but everybody on on the show that we've had on is just radiating with that yeah the the coolest thing i ever heard and i i think we heard it from a couple people like saying man i've been listening to you guys your voices for years or whatever and it's so cool to have you answer me back. <laughs> That's like, so weird. Yeah, like I, I know what that's like because I've been a guest on shows that I've been listening to for years. And it's right. so weird that like they're interacting with me. And I'm like, wow, it's so it's surreal. It is surreal. Right, right. It's just it's just because it's what you're used to, you know. But also, too, I want to say that we're used to doing this because obviously we did we did a show before this one, and we've been doing this for years together. So not only for somebody to come in that doesn't, um, you know, talk to certain people like we do on on a weekly, daily basis, uh, it's hard to come in and, and get a flow. But I must say that um, I don't know. I, we've been doing this for a long time, and. For some people, it's not the easiest thing to jump on a podcast and just go. Um, everybody that we've had, though, has knocked it out of the park. I've, I've been honestly very surprised at, at how good everyone is and how well-spoken everyone is and can, uh, you know, handle themselves on the mic, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I back. I will back that up. It, right? Everyone has done an amazing job. Their amount of enthusiasm is just is infectious yes and it you know makes you feel so good that right. someone is excited to spend time with you you know right. and i'm excited to spend time with them and i love seeing their their perspectives uh like them coming up with their opening jokes it's just it's fun it's <laughs> yeah. fun to do that with people that you don't normally do it with so i've really had a blast this season and especially with with something like the setup that we have with the group page and stuff like that, I think that because I've been on the other side of it as well, where if somebody has a show or whatever, there is um, there is some distance. It feels like, you know, it feels like you guys are doing the podcast and we're on the other side of it. But kind of bridging that gap with these guests, so to speak. And obviously, like we realize that we're going to miss uh, we're going to miss some stuff when we cover these shows, you know, but Hey, no harm, no foul. We're, we're all in this together. When we do miss stuff, people will post about it. People will let us know, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a group effort. And just because we're the three idiots that just happen to hop on the mic, I feel like this is basically everyone's show. Everyone contributes. And like you said too, that enthusiasm everybody has, that's infectious. I've had times where I'm not necessarily, you know, excited at six o'clock in the morning uh, watching an episode because, you know, I'm like, what? but then I'll read some of the posts 
and the enthusiasm, like you said, and just uh, certain details or whatever. And automatically, it'll just change my gears and I'll just I'll get right into it. And it, it, like you said, it's infectious. It's something that you want to be a part of. And I and I hope that everybody else feels the same way when we're all talking about, you know, this this great show. You could just hear the good time in, in Tyler Tigno's voice. I mean, oh, this my guy. God. Yeah. God, he was like uh, cracking up, laughing, dropping jokes left and right, like like uh, Stephen and Luigi were, were like, and Jerry were like, uh, like professional in a way, and right. Tyler was just like party time, man, and that <laughs> that's cool because he had he had a professionalism too, but he had this like party mentality, and it was great because it's like. Tyler reminded me, dude, of of me early podcasting days, and I'm right. sure you can say the same thing, Alex, because of how much you would have to edit me out. But like, <laughs> just going straight, no filter, no stopping no. me. I have nothing but enthusiasm and a love for, and and it was just pouring out of him, and that's why I like that show was fun. I was early. You, <laughs> what do you mean? We're still. I just edited what you just said now. I know. I don't blame you. Right, shut it down. I'm done. This is the wrap-up show on more than one reason. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up, Dan. <laughs> it's time for you to go. <laughs> so, uh, and Luigi Palladino, yeah, he yes. he came on. And <clears throat> what I love about his appearance on the England shows is that those three shows, you know, love them or hate them, they seem different. They seem like their own world of Married Children episodes, and what I like about it is that our shows for those shows are their own world now because of Luigi, and he brought a different feel to it. Right. Um, he's not from England or anything, but he he still had this. Um, he almost had he fit into those shows in a weird way, like the way he spoke, the way the knowledge he dropped, and everything. It just seemed right. Well, he's also very well well traveled as well, which is great because all his stories started off. He's like, so so I was uh, watching this episode uh, on the plane ride back from my uh, vacation in the <laughs> yeah in Rome like, in, yeah, in Rome or something. <laughs> it's, and, and like he's telling the story, and I'm like, wait, what? Can we back that up? Like, yeah, and you were like, who starts a sentence like that? And I was like, not us, <laughs> not us at all, right? Like, so I was on the way to the Jersey Shore for my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I was all the way to a liquor store, but uh, that's about as, as exotic as it gets, you know, getting a pineapple fruit drink or something. But like, exactly. uh, yeah, he brought a whole different perspective. And again, very well spoken and very knowledgeable. But more than anything, that enthusiasm, like he killed it. Those shows were so much fun. And it really uh, it really invigorated like my, my love of the show, like while we were all doing it. And and it just really you could feel it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. This was a magical season for us, for our show. Yep. Whether or not you like season six for the real show, um, for our podcast, it, it, it was magic because of these people mm -hmm. that, that guest spotted. And it just made it so great. So even whatever you think of the actual season, uh, I, I feel I hope everybody had a great time with our podcast, at least because of these aspects. I know I did. Yeah, no, I did. It was really great. <clears throat> so real quick, let's get let's uh tackle this really fast. Historically, it's known that season 7 jumps the shark. However, we do have this aspect of Peg's pregnancy in this season. So, I don't really know the official term for jumping the shark. I mean, I I do, but what I'm saying is 
it doesn't mean that a show is permanently bad at that point. Right. So, well, usually, usually it does just because once a show hits that point, it's hard to bring yourself back. Right. Like right. It is, it's hard to come back from something that is so just god awful off the rails. Right. Um, I don't, however, feel that's the case here. Not in this season, right, right. And I feel like, too, if you do jump the shark, you can still do all the things that you did before that that fit in with the show or whatever. But I also feel like once you jump the shark, it's kind of a gradual thing, too. And then before you know it, it's more outrageous moments than not. And then it just kind of involves into a, uh, you know, a disaster. One thing I think is interesting is there is a show who managed to jump the shark and... Pull it back. Reel it back in. Years later, thirty years later, and that was Roseanne. Oh, Roseanne! Right. <laughs> I, I feel like in the in the end of Roseanne's original run, it just oh. went crazy. Oh, God. That was bad, man. It was bad, but then when it came back, I was all in. Like it was really it. They they managed to pull it back to being normal family. You know, oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. we're nor we're normal family again. Even now, continuing with the Connors. Yeah. Um, since Roseanne is no longer there, I I love it. I'm I DVR it. I watch it every week. So is it still on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like uh, like it's as back of on. Right now, I've also found that the audience nowadays they don't care about stuff like that. They just want to see everybody back again doing their thing. You know, nobody wants to see when they jump the shark like back in that last season. Yeah. They just they want to get back to the good old days. You know. Yeah. And I just want to say for anybody waiting for the announcement that. They were dreaming, and Roseanne didn't really die. No, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> well, I was going to say though that if it ever got to the point where she came back into good graces, where she, right. you know, kind of like um, chills out, Christian Bale did after he yelled at the dude, or um, or Mel Gibson. Still <laughs> Do making- I walk behind you when you're naughty, duh? <laughs> Mel Gibson still making movies in spite of all the stuff he's done. Oh, like, so if she ever does manage to to work her way back in right. to the people's good graces, they could easily write her back on the show. And <laughs> because with their history, it doesn't even matter. No, nobody would care. You could come up with any reason to have her back. Like, you know, hell, they could just bring her back as a zombie and it'd be like, yeah, that works. Right, exactly. Roseanne is just all over. She's all set for the Halloween episode. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Actually, that would be kind of hilarious. That would be fun, right. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and officially say that, no, um, I think they started off a little clunky in this season, but not even really. Let, let's think about this. So, she's having my baby part one. Sure, no one likes to hear about baby crap, but that was a really good episode. It was. That was really good. Part two, that's when they were in the bar, you know, and all that stuff. That was yeah. okay. It wasn't great. That was okay. If I had a hammer, we focus on Bud with the Grandmaster B thing. So that was cool. Al built his garage. I mean, you know, his uh, man cave. Man cave, yeah. That was pretty cool. Right. Then you got Cheese Cues and Blood when they were hustling pool. Remember Jefferson was like, uh, what's it, Action Jackson and all that? <laughs> yeah, with Kelly, yep. Al donated all of his blood. That was cool. <laughs> Then you get to something like looking for a desk in all the wrong places. That's when it's Uh-oh. like, yeah, you got the anti-baby meetings. Then you got, you know, them looking for the stuff that was auctioned off. Not not so great. Um, Buck has a bellyache. Uh, that that was uh, not my favorite aspect. But then 
that's the one where Peg went to the Wanker County. Right, right. And I, re- I really enjoyed like Possum Boy and and the chick in the short shorts and all that stuff. So <clears throat> I like that. Mm-hmm. Then you got Al. If I could see me now with the glasses when he was blind, not an amazing episode, but not terrible. Right. Then you got God's shoes. Now that I felt could have went. It could have been funnier, but at the same time, it was just an okay episode. I don't think that's like a, a shark jumper. Mm-hmm. Then then we get into this big two-parter of Kelly doing Hollywood, and that was what it was. And then Shoe Dick gets rid of the pregnancy. So from there, you got when Al's cheating on Peg with um, Jessica Hahn. Oh, we forgot Jessica Hahn oh. in the hot chicks category. That's okay. She wouldn't have won for me. <laughs> you don't like the horse face? Not so much. <laughs> My name is Mr. Ed. Then you have I who have nothing. Then we do get a clunker, sort of, when Al goes to retrieve his old football. Then you got Mystery of Skull Island, Just Shoo It. Then we're at Rites of Passage. And then Steve coming back. And from there, it's it's cool. So I'm going to go ahead and say I do not believe this season jumped the shark. What do you guys think? Agreed. 100% agreed. I agree. Yeah, there were a lot of good episodes in this season. And even though we went we went to some weird places with the baby stuff, right? Um, it still managed to just come on back. And we ended in a weird spot with the England shows, but I still don't feel like they, I mean, they didn't do anything that they were unable to come back from. Come back so, from, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think same that- way. Same exact way. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. In in the beginning with the baby stuff, you got to look at it like they were reacting to a real-life situation. They were trying to dig themselves out of a hole that, as writers, they didn't create for themselves on that show, right? So, so I give them uh, a pass for, for that whole story arc. Like, if you want to say that Grandmaster B was conceived in a dream and it continues up, fine. That's like, it, it's bothersome, but at the same time, you can understand <laughs> where they were coming from and what they were trying to dig themselves out of. Now, like you guys mentioned, you you end with the England show, and as bad as that was, and we, we just talked about all these episodes in depth, it very much felt like a vacation episode and literally like like you said uh it's nothing that they can't come back from well they're literally g- getting back from that <laughs> they'll be right. back in their regular situation i feel like that was even though it was a three-parter it was like kind of a one-off you know story that has nothing to do or probably will never come back in any way mm-hmm. uh on the show so i don't think that they jumped the shark but all i can imagine is like evil Knievel, right uh, on his bike or maybe the Fonz, I guess, is a better. Yeah, metaphor. Fonzie jumped garbage can. But if, <laughs> but if, <laughs> but it felt like uh, it felt like while they didn't jump the shark, they were on the throttle pretty fucking heavy there. They didn't do it though. They didn't do it. They let off at the last second and and didn't go all the way with it. But it felt like at times it was um, there were moments that weren't necessarily quote unquote indicative of what the show has been, what everybody knows it as. But uh no, wouldn't say that it, it jumped the shark. Uh but I do hear I do hear the legends of next season. So I'm really excited. Because I know a lot of people said that this one did. Uh I completely disagree with that. It didn't. But I've also seen uh I know that the worst is yet to come. Oh yeah. <laughs> the one thing I do lament about the whole dream thing with the baby yes. is the grand the loss of grandmaster b 
Right. Because I just really loved him. I that the jokes that came out of that to me were just consistently funny. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he had this alter ego. Right. And it was really sad that that killed it. You right. know, I just like, ah. And technically it didn't. They actually said we'll keep doing it and then didn't. Right. Yeah. Like they, they almost took the out and then was going to run with it and said, nah. Didn't run with it. Yep. I don't get that. So, um, yeah, I really don't remember anything about about him. <laughs> it, it, it might have been a phone call or something with a chick, and that's about it. Dinner with Anthrax, they mentioned it. You know, this guy's, yeah, he's a rapper, she's a genius, and we're happy to be here. That's all I really think we got out of that. So, uh, yeah, weird. Weird choice to just abandon it, even though you gave yourself an out. It was still fun for a while it lasted. I, I'd rather actually have it and then disappear than not have it at all, so... Yeah, hey, listen, we got it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> let's do. Let's swing through some big highlights. So I think we said enough about Peg being pregnant. I think we said all anybody wants to hear. Uh, so I guess we'll Grandmaster B is in there, and I think we don't have much more to say about it, right? We kind of just said that too. I know it's not completely done, but it's essentially done. So Kelly being stupid at full swing. I mean, <laughs> this season, man, they write stupid so well. They do. I love her stupidity in this season right even as stupid as the very end in the second episode of the england show how dumb she is to think that she could put a pumpkin with a wig on it right on top of some sort of body and think that nobody would notice and then how stupid that no one does notice right well uh, yes exactly and i want to say this about kelly's character this season too um as dumb as they make her it's almost equally balanced out with with the uh, with the intelligence that she has because the intelligence comes off in such a smart ass witty way, uh, place where you don't expect it to, uh, you know. And she's she's getting the last laugh in a lot of ways, uh, and she's she's smart. I mean, remember when she put together Al's thing there? Just boom, boom, boom. At the <laughs> like, end, yep. <laughs> And and all of these things. So I think as as dumb as they make her, and as hard as they go with with that whole trope, they they do have a balance to it. And I think that that it's an equal balance. You know, mm-hmm. I think that she's getting her her moment, her day in the sun, so to speak, uh, just as much as they're they're making fun of her her stupidity. I'll also say though that if I was on a show like that, like I would love having jokes at my expense with being stupid. Like, that's the best. Like, as an actor, like, just to play a complete numbskull. I think that's why Alex, that's why Alex That's does why it. he loves it, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's why he, the shoes fit so well. I mean, he does it to himself all the time on the crew and even on here. And I think it's just, it's fun. And in life, uh, well. I try not to in life as much because people <laughs> might think it's real. I think Kelly wore too many pants this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Kelly's um, evolution. She's not the hot badass that she was in high school. That's that's unfortunate. Um, it seemed like it came and went really fast because Kelly was not Kelly in season one and really not in two. Kelly that everybody rem- – like whenever you think of Kelly, what you think of is season three through five. Like that is the – that is Kelly. That's the image we should all have of her. And in season six, Jamie's right. Like, I don't know, man. She's very conservative. 
Yep. She's not as badass um, as she used to be. Like, she had moments of it, like when she beat up the people in high IQ. Mm-hmm. But it almost seemed still still different. It didn't come off the way it comes off like when she beat people up on the highway in the Labor Day show or when she beat up Tia Carrere for the Bowman Bounce or, you know, like what she did to Tiffany Amber Thiessen at the end of how, how do you spell revenge? Oh, no, it's not how do you spell revenge. Um, Oh, what goes around comes around yeah. or came around. Like, I don't know. It's just different. Um, The hair is different. She has, like, I think Kelly's almost always had bangs, maybe, but I don't know. It just seems, her hair seems different. Her her acting is different. She just seems different. I mean, I guess it's more mature, but... Yeah. I don't know. She doesn't seem to date as much. She doesn't, you know, it's it's just, it's just a different... I mean, I kind of wonder... Okay, in previous seasons, whenever she wasn't around, whenever she wasn't in the house, I just assumed she was with a guy somewhere. Right. 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 And now I don't know what she does with her time. Right. It's it's kind of disturbing. Like, where's Kelly? You know, like, where's the guy train? Uh, yeah, exactly. And this show doesn't have its, like, Kimmy Gibbler next door. She doesn't have, like, a BFF, you know, that she's always with that you can chalk that up to, you know? Um no. And I also think – do you guys think though that her character uh, development or undevelopment, I guess we could call it, is a result of anything in particular? Like they made a conscious effort to do that or do you just think that they had other ideas that they wanted to explore with the show? Well, they have so many Kelly-centric episodes. Right. They're, they're surely not just <clears throat> like – not. I don't even use the term ignoring her. Right. Um, but they're definitely focusing on her. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if maybe she made the decision. Maybe right. she said, "Look, I'm t- I'm tired of being a slut. You know, yep. I want to." Yep. Well, the only thing that would lead to believe that you might be right about that is how in the episode "My Dinner with Anthrax," how she said she does not want to go upstairs with one of the band members. Right. Right. And she was supposed to. Yep. Yep. So I'm curious as if she said something about the guy issue. I would not be surprised if that's that's it, because that makes perfect sense, you know? Um, especially act- actresses in situations like this, you know, you know, you hear on, like, talk shows and stuff like that, you know? Even, we, I think back to, like, remember we interviewed Adrian King uh, from Friday the 13th, and she had a stalker and all these type of things, and, mm. you know, you never yeah. know, you never know the exactly what they're dealing with, and, you know, it could have been, like you said, like, many instances where that was, like, the general public's perception. And maybe guys treated her weird in real life because of Maybe, it. exactly, maybe it was, like, an even an isolated incident. Even if it was just one, though, you can't blame her. So, decisions like that, especially with that kind of, when you're dealing with that kind of subject matter, and how that translates to real life, and not necessarily everyone, right. like, understands that, uh, I could see that being problematic, and, and if they if she did make a, a decision to do it that way, it, more more power to her. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know, but if that was the case, then, you know. Well, if it is, then she slowly eased back into it, because she does start dating a little bit more in the future seasons. So okay. Maybe uh, she was also doing mainstream movies, at right. the time, maybe right. she thought it would tarnish her movie career. Or typecast. I don't know. I mean, or I, I mean, it could be a lot of things, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, still love Kelly. Um, 
nothing wrong with with any of this. But yeah, I, I will say I do definitely prefer three through five, Kelly. Mm-hmm. So the nudie bar had its first appearance in our show's main banner. Everybody should have seen that by now. Um, is is us in the nudie bar? You know, like we do this show. We are in the nudie bar right now. Um, so we finally got to see the nudie bar in Rites of Passage, the Stephen Scott episode, and it was amazing to be there for real and finally get there because there were so many things I did for this show production wise and 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 our image and they all kind of um they came from later seasons so i always felt weird about right. it right when we were only in season two and this was like our stuff right and so to be here now and actually it's part of it now it's, it's we're living these things it's it's very cool so and, and i'll say this there's nothing like some cover art to convince somebody <laughs> like i i i I try and tell people, like, you know, I'll mention that they're talking about sitcoms. I'm like, you know, I do a Married with Children podcast. And automatically, like, first of all, people just generally just don't believe you. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, huh? Mm. <laughs> That's the general reaction. And then second of all, it's just like, yeah, whatever. But then I just pull up that cover art. And I'm like, no, look, I'm a cartoon. And then automatically. <laughs> people love that there's drawings of you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And it's kind of like all you need. I'm like, no, look, I'm in the nudie bar. And automatically people just like, are like, oh, that's awesome. Awesome, you know, like to try and tell, explain to somebody like what your podcast is about and what, yeah, is that we we did the last iteration of it part two and and other whatever. Yeah. Uh, explaining it is definitely different as opposed to pulling out your phone and like, look, I'm a cartoon. Hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea because my <laughs> my response is usually, "What's a podcast?" Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Right, 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 right. I, I usually just say I do like a little talk show. I say a talk show, and it, it goes on iTunes. You say those two things, people seem to – it sounds better, sounds less nerdy, and uh, people seem to just oh, – I usually show. say, you know, radio – like a, a radio. Yeah, it's like a little radio, radio show. show. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that too, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I do that too. So, yeah. Cool to be in the nudie bar. Awesome. Another highlight of the season is the England shows, the big England shows. I mean, I don't really think we should get waste too much time on that. We just did them, and everybody heard that. So, but yeah, this is the famous uh, season with the England shows. Even when you bu- bought the um, Married with Children seasons by season back in the old days, the cover and all of it was this was all based on the England shows. Right, and and I want to say too, uh, just real quick, ma'am. Uh, you know, for me personally. The, the season was big because I started it in Massachusetts and now I'm living in Iowa. So you talked about the transition earlier and that was a, that was, it's a big part of my life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's definitely crazy. Like thinking back to the earlier episodes that we reviewed and, uh, I definitely regret missing, missing quite a few this season because of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I, but obviously, you know, everything's settled down now and going forward, it won't be as much as a problem, but I just think that, uh, it's definitely going to be cool to look back on like, uh, as much, <laughs> you know, it's a transitional, uh, season in terms of the show as a whole. But for me in my personal life, it, it was very, it was uh, life changing. You grew as a person during this journey. My hair didn't grow still kind of, yeah, my hair did. I know, yeah, dude. <laughs> your, your hair grew. My hair went blonde. I know, Jamie's a blonde now. Alex, Alex has hair again. Yeah, <laughs> get that Jax Teller hair. Yeah, it's actually at the Jax Teller line. <laughs> Is that what you call it, the Teller line? 
<laughs> dude, you're there, man. Where? Jack, the teller length, dude. Dude, you gotta start. You gotta buy a gun. Get back on your Harley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think I'm gonna grow my hair as long as. Uh, what do you think? Should I leave my hair like Jack's teller, who is the ultimate badass in life, mm. or do I grow it as long as Joe from the gas station show? Oh wow. <laughs> or as long as Aaron Duncan. <laughs> yeah, right. right? <laughs> the other example of perfect hair. <laughs> I hate you guys with this hair. Too. You guys with this stupid hair. Hey, dude, you could grow your hair long. Hulk Hogan did. <laughs> when Brian's hair grows out, he looks like Michael Myers. <laughs> that's it's what just, I'm saying. Yeah, that's, it's that's unruly. Kind of... It's right. unruly. The other big highlight of the season is... I'm sure I'm missing something. Um, somebody will say, I can't believe you didn't talk about this. Listen, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Listen, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that this season has two two-parters and one three-parter. Yep. yep. So the two two-parters, obviously, is Kelly does Hollywood one and two. And the opening two-parter is she's having my baby part one and two. And then we got the England shows. So a lot of... um. Episodes that they felt they could not do in one show. Yeah, I, I don't feel like it was justified in these instances. You know, especially that three-parter, man. Like, yeah, that could have been two. But like we said, they went to England, though. So Totally, and, and it's understandable as well. I just think that, um, you know, certain two-parters are very understandable, and you need that time to tell that story in this case. And, and I think both of the cases – it didn't need to be called part one or two or three or whatever. It could have just been a different episode, you know? Yeah, I don't know why she's having my baby had to be two episodes. I don't know why they just couldn't. Right. And they could have even tied it together uh, very, you know, closely. Like, this is a continuation of the story. Right. Just have it be, you know, like kind of like Breaking Bad does, you know? You look at the whole run of that whole series. It's like five seasons, but I think it's only like a year and a half time span. Yeah, or right. Like two, you know what I'm saying? So so they could easily pick up exactly where they left off or whatever, except not be held to, you know, part one, part two of mm-hmm. uh bigger show well kelly does hollywood I, I guess that had to be two parts that one i didn't mind as a two-parter for sure i thought that was that was decent yeah yeah so we're moving on now it's time to give our favorite moments from each character jamie can you start us off i, I think you should start us off <laughs> each time. yeah i wonder why <laughs> who's your what's your favorite moment from Al Bundy in season six. Uh, Al, it is. He had a he had a lot of them this season. This this was pretty difficult for me because it it was hard for me to narrow down. As a matter of fact, I couldn't narrow his down. There are two. Um, <laughs> they just they tied. I know uh, what one, one of them is going to be. One is cheese cues and blood. Um, I love that he goes to basically rescue Kelly. That's what that's what he's thinks he needs to do there and you know how i feel about that and similarly his other one is uh rites of passage when i guess they're both in seedy places that's how they're similar but also it's that is the moment that he shares with bud and right i just think that's really special 
And then at the end, when they get into the fight together, it's, <laughs> I just love it when, I love it when Bundy's throw down together. So <laughs> those, uh, those, I could not decide between those two because those were, I think, equally important moments that he had with both of his children. Right. So they both meant a lot to me. So I just had to tie it up. Well, I have two also, but I'll zip through them real fast. So it won't be annoying. Uh, one of them is Al and his Chuck E. Cheese fiasco. This whole thing he's doing. Oh my God, I forgot about that. That is the best. Oh, amazing. Uh, Where he starts sneaking into kids' parties at Chuck E. Cheese just so we could eat. <laughs> that is classic. That just pulled that whole episode through, man. That was just amazing. Not not that it was a bad episode, the teacher's uh, pet one, but, but uh, no, that was a... If that episode was just going to be, eh, before um, that added to it, just made it a whoa. So that was great. And my favorite moment of all time, probably with Al Bundy, is when he jumps out of an airplane without a parachute. Dude, you took mine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What did you think when you said that you know what one of mine is? I thought it was the Chuck E. Cheese one. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, man, it should have been. I totally forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, she didn't pick that." I thought about the teacher's pet, ep- the teacher pets episode. Like, whenever I thought about that, the only thing I thought of was the bud parts. I totally forgot about the owl parts. Yep, yep. And so, Dan, yours is the airplane. Yeah, Married with Children is a very, uh, you know, like laugh out loud show. Like, you kind of just it, it just hits you really quick and you burst into laughter. But nothing tops. Him just <laughs> and then just jumping right out of the plane, uh, like it's. We've talked about it in length, and, and I'll just talk about it again because it was just so perfect. But it's so quick, and it just sums up his character mm-hmm. as a whole so perfectly. And he just looks at him dead in the eye and just laughs, laughs at him as he jumps out. Like I'm sorry, but like not only like is that one of my top favorite moments um just of this show so i feel like my top favorite moments of like any show ever like it's just great it's because you get those memes of al in the shoe store with his with his hands on his head and stuff like that but that too that's another runner-up yeah that that's another one absolutely but like just just in terms of um (laughs) of how al really feels about life it's just all right there in that one scene looking at Dead in the eye, just laughing at him as he jumps out of the plane with no parachute. Yeah, and I like how he's holding the parachute. Like, what's that? What, in case you change your mind, you're going to say, well. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so one, one could argue he might have just wrapped one arm around the, the things that go around your whole body and then just pulled it. Very possible. That's how, that's how he uh, showed up in the Just Shoot episode. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> Instead of being dead. Yep. Wow. So... <clears throat> Great stuff. Jamie, what is your favorite Peg Bundy moment of season six? Uh, you guys might not see this one coming because we haven't – only because we haven't mentioned this episode really been in the previous hour that we've been talking. Yep. And it is – so this is how Sinatra felt. Right. And I think it's – it, again, it, you you know, there's a pattern with me. It's not really hard to figure out what I'm going to like and what I'm, you know, <laughs> what's what's going to draw me in. It's any time they end up showing 
how they really right. care about each right. other right. anytime they come together. That's those are the parts I always love. And people have been hearing me say this for seasons and I'm and they know it by now and they're probably sick of it, but that's just the way it is. It's like <laughs> I I love those moments. Like, yep. Because the dynamic of the show is that they they fight and they argue and they're against each other and all that. Uh so I you know obviously I do enjoy those aspects of the show because that's the majority of the show but right. I think what it is is we, when we occasionally have those episodes where they are forced to confront how they really feel about each other as a family right. then it it always warms my heart right. and when she feels like her relationship is in jeopardy and then you know that's her owl you know yeah. that's she kicks into yeah the mother yeah, hen she gets very pos- she's like she's like no right. you know and Right. I I like that. Yep. <laughs> I I yeah I, I like heard it. it. I, <laughs> I, I I like it. She's like, damn it, I did it again. <laughs> My favorite is if I could see me now when Al gets the the, the glasses because he can't see because Peg's not even in it. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. just kidding. I'm wow. Kidding. Somewhere Christine's head is exploding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, damn it, I'm canceling Patreon. Um, no, it's actually the episode right before that. Buck has a bellyache when she goes to Wanker County. I enjoyed her, um, little moment in there. I liked how she reacted to everybody, the people she thought were weird, the people she didn't think were weird, uh, just the whole thing. Um, it's, you know, it's not really a a huge peg season. Um, right, right. You know, she wasn't in a few of these and... Well, if you're reading the synopses for the episodes, there's a huge chunk of them where it's like, Peg was not featured in this episode. Peg was not featured in this episode. (laughs) Peg was not featured in this episode. And it, I just think that (laughs) that's kind of funny. I mean, it's not funny because considering the circumstances, obviously, but it's, there is a huge chunk of this season where she just wasn't there. I did like her, um, being so happy about watching, um, Steve, Marcy, and Jefferson argue when she was in the, at her window and everybody was watching with the popcorn and the right. binoculars. I liked her there too. Um, so yeah, it was all I like that stuff. So what do you think, Dan? Uh, for me personally, this is really hard because of exactly what you just said. Uh, it wasn't a peg centric episode, so it's more honing in on on moments, on lines, you know. Um, and honestly. Um, she she was looking for the desk with Marcy, right? Yeah. Oh, when she went to that house and and she was going to deport the lady if she didn't. Yeah, uh... exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like for me, that was that was funny because it just seemed like the most uh, peg centric episode, and she had the most to work with. And right. um, and then yeah, the rest of the season though, I mean, I could think of uh, of whips here and there but i i would i would have to point to that one but i guess i guess like you guys said though well i'm not completely ripping the character or the lack of development um i i just think that there wasn't much to pick from there wasn't a lot to work with no there was not she she took a back seat this season she had a you know circumstances and i think they just said you know what let's just chill with you this season and next season we'll ramp it up with you exactly right so right. yeah even in the england shows i felt that remember we had a hard time Really taught. We said that Peg wasn't. Well, Dan said Peg wasn't very prominent in um, in right. those either. And then we just we had to like actually pick out lines that she did just to right. cite that she was even there. <laughs> just just to prove that she was there. Yeah, she got a paycheck for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
Bud Bundy. Obviously, I think we're all just going to say the same thing, right? Grandmaster. Yes, y'all by far, by far. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, and yeah, I agree with you there. But my my favorite moment was the High Q episode where he where he takes up for Kelly again. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. But like when he realizes what's happening with Kelly and the party, and he like he is concerned. Right. Yeah. That means a lot. I'll say this, too, and I'm glad that you brought up this whole, you know, um, family mentality, you know, when all when all their backs are against the wall and they they really do care about each other and help each other out. I, I recently saw the latest iteration of The Addams Family, right? The uh, the cartoon that was just released. Oh, I want to see that. Is it good? Um, No. There, oh. there, are, there are some really, there are some really great moments overall. No, because the characters, they kind of, uh, yeah. But so the whole thing, though, it's it's kind of a similar thing that they do with the Adams family with with the Bundys is they have this dark humor to it, this perspective, you know, to it, to where obviously like, you know, uh, with the Adams family, it's more morbid and, you know, like, uh, (laughs) torture devices and stuff like that. So that's that they go really far with that aspect of it. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, as dark as they are and as weird as they are and how much they say they want to kill each other and all these kind of things, they really do care about each other. And I feel like that's the foundation of, of any, sitcom really no matter what perspective or angle that you take and i just think that the married with children one something like the adams family or whatever those are obviously the most fun you know that they're they're fun to watch i'm sure they're fun to make you know i mean constantly ragging on each other it's so much like real life but yet such an exaggerated version of it at the same time so it just i don't know i've been thinking about married with children as a whole and just the the type of humor that they that they set up and like you said that's why i think um that stuff really works that stuff that you're mentioning jamie and i'll say this too i'll second what you said like that's one of my main reasons why i love this show is is exactly what you said you know because they really do care about each other so yeah right well i love that too but i will say my favorite (laughs) bud moment or the big his big episode i feel this season was the mystery of skull island it was right right that that to me that was a huge bud episode and yeah, I, I know he had teachers' pets too, and you know things like that. But um, and he had a pretty prominent role in Goodbye Girl. And uh, but this was a, a major Kelly season, so this next one will be <clears throat> easy. I mean, I don't know how you could have a hard time. You got to pick your favorite Kelly moment. You can go from cheese cues and blood. You can go to Kelly Does Hollywood Part One and Two. My Dinner with Anthrax. Anthrax, right? You know, minimally. You you could go to High IQ, mm-hmm. you could go to Goodbye Girl. I mean, there is like a lot to choose from here. But not saying that you even have to pick that type of thing. But so, Jamie, what is your favorite Kelly, your girl Kelly moment of the season? Uh, well, like you said, there's a lot. But I have yeah. already mentioned the Cheese Cues and Blood episode. I've already mentioned the High Q episode. For other characters, and that that was really other characters interacting with her in those episodes, so she kind of goes without saying, I guess. But one that is right. that really sticks out for me solely with her, and this is this is so weird. I know that it's it's 
it's going to be like it's coming out of left field, <clears throat> especially considering what we've said about these episodes. But to me, it's honestly the most fun I have with her this season is in the England part two episode where at the end she realizes that she has to go save her family. And it's just that really oh, yeah. quick, that snippet of her running across the map, basically just <laughs> running around the world. You know, mm. you've got Egypt in the background and Paris yes. in the back. And I just think that that's hilarious. And <laughs> Uh, you know, she stops one person and asks them for directions, and then two feet later, she stops another, another person, person and asks them for directions. <laughs> right, 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 I right. just that whole sequence is hilarious to me. So that right there is uh, is my favorite Kelly moment. They went to England and they still used a green screen. <laughs> you, yeah, you gotta love that. <laughs> yeah, out of all the episodes, right? Right, exactly. And and I think that, um, you know, while, like we did say earlier, her character definitely uh, was, was changed a little bit for this season, kind of toned down. I think that a lot of the jokes were still were still uh, fire. Well, the, st- the stupid was ramped up while the slut was toned down. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, when Kelly does Hollywood, I think that c- can I count both episodes or. Yeah. OK. Uh, because I thought just she it was just because she had a lot to work with, there were more opportunities. And I think because it was a Kelly centric episode, it just gave us so much like when she brought that one girl out, like and she just yeah. ripped her like it was just so perfect. And uh, I don't know, like I said, I, I got a whole new appreciation for her as an actress now, seeing all the work that she's done uh, over, especially the last few years. But uh, watching this stuff, I just I, I, I ate it up. I, I absolutely loved her in those episodes. But I got to say, too, that that that's kind of a hard one because she's she's got some great lines like her lines blow pegs out of the water this season. Oh, God. Yeah. Throughout, they give her all the good stuff. She's almost like a front runner. I would say that Al is the front runner followed by Kelly as far as uh, being given the good jokes. Dude, definitely. Yep. Her stupidity is at an all time peak. It's got to be so much fun to play around with, though, as a writer, too, you know, and 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 as an actress. I mean, come on. Come on. If you love stupid Kelly, man, you could just watch season six on a loop. Right. I mean, it's brilliant. And I can't imagine. Listen, I'm not one of these people who memorize every word. You know, I can't tell you every single joke of season seven or anything, but. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that for the writing in season seven is not going to be as good as season six. So I'm going to say that season six is probably the best you're ever going to get of stupid Kelly. (laughs) You know, I really do enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. I think this is the final hurrah for a, a lot of things. So my favorite Kelly moment is easily goodbye girl. The goodbye girl. When she gets a job in TV world. Yep. I just love her and that whole thing, her contemplating life, pressing the statue and not picking last night's a basketball school (laughs) (laughs) and having the job, hating the job, um, her little triumph becoming, oh, a big thing in the season, uh, Verminator. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because that that, uh, absolutely comes back uh, and you're going to like it because – well, no, there's a guy, though, that she works with that you guys know very well. Really? Uh, his initials are JBB, but I won't say who it is. You'll never be able to guess. So he, he works with her in a few commercials for the Verminator. It's great. So, yeah, Goodbye Girl is just a great, great 
uh, Kelly-centric episode. I just really love it. I love how she stands up for herself where Mr. Nielsen tells him that she's, she's, she could do much more than say goodbye, thanks, come again. She could say f- four or five different things if she's given the chance. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, and Jamie's one of her best jokes this season so when she said, that's almost as much as talking Barbie. that was the best man that just was out of nowhere i was like yeah so yep that's that's for kelly so let's move on to jefferson what's your favorite jefferson moment i don't know like it's kind of weird simultaneously i felt like jefferson came into his own and then this season like we you know he kind of settled into his character but then i also was having difficulty picking out things that (laughs) that stuck out to me as far as he was concerned so again i hit with cheese cues and blood and that's mainly because he was doing that whole thing with kelly and i just think that's funny and kind of special that he's doing this whole side project with her. With her out of nowhere. <laughs> and, you know, in a way, kind of taking care of her. Like, he, you can imagine, like, he, he's there. Nobody's going to mess with her while he's there. And I'll, we don't even really, you know, we don't see that happen or anything. But I just kind of picture that happening. And even though he's kind of a douche and it's not, he's not really one to stick his neck out for anyone. But for whatever reason in, in that episode, I get the feeling I'm making up this whole story in the back of my own mind that if they're there together, if somebody were to give her any trouble, that he would, you know, take care of her. And, and even though he probably wouldn't, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel safe with him around. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I feel that she's safe with him around. You know, like, I'm happy to know he's there. I do, and I don't really know why, because in his his character hasn't really done anything right. to right. give me the impression that he would stick his neck out. But at the same time, I do feel like she's safe when because he's there. And right. it, I don't know. I liked it. Well, I'm easily going with high IQ with him and Al putting together the workbench 5000. Yes! Oh, yes. that was so great. That was mine as well. Oh, when he has that board stapled to his arm for whatever reason. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. And then when he's holding the board up and now he's drilling towards it, it's in front of his face. Well, and, and the two of them together in that episode were so Looney Tunes. It was oh. right, right. Um, yeah, Al, I, I agree with that. That was mine. And, and I think, too, I think we talked about this. It, that was really the first time that you felt that connection between those guys as friends, you know, I, th- I think it was the first, right. When we finally felt that they had that whole groove going. Oh no. Psy- well, psychic Avenger was before it though. Right, right. Totally, totally. But like, I-, I feel like they didn't achieve it in that one. We talked about this where I think this one, you really felt like it was great. And you guys said a great thing. And Jamie specifically, um, when you said it was hard to choose, you know, moments because while he was prominent, it it was kind of hard. And we did talk about this during the season where I think that they set up his character perfectly and they gave us a clear vision of exactly who Jefferson is. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're all seeing him as this. And then they kind of just said, okay, we're not going to use him yet, but we can kind of use him at our disposal and throw him a bone here and there. And that's exactly what they did. You know, I don't think that he, he lived up 
to his fullest potential in terms of writing him in, you know? I right. just think in a lot of episodes, it just wasn't necessary. Like, it, it, he had nothing to do with it. You know, and we even know that they'll, they will write him and Marcy into anything, like the gas station show in England. Like, they follow him around. They, they'll just write them in regardless. Um, while I do feel like they, they established him well and established who his character is and how how they can use him, bring him out, take him take him out at any point, throw him in at whatever point uh, to basically tell the story around the Bundys, not necessarily about him, but however he is needed. He's like a uh, he's like a pinch hitter, you know. Yeah. Like he just comes in and 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 you know gets that gets that base hit to drive Al Bundy home to set up right. that joke for him to to drive it home. And I think while that was used very well for the show as a whole they used him as needed uh for for a centric character for centric character development all those things i don't think that it it lived up to my personal expectations i thought that they were going to do a lot more with him Mm -hmm. but um and you mentioned the looney tunes thing when they were putting together the desk i look at jefferson i think back to that episode with the desk i think back to the um the supermarket sweep episode oh yeah (laughs) you know I think back to that and and stuff like that. He's Can you believe just, how long ago that was? Right, Ugh. exactly. So it's just it it seems like they set him up, honestly, as a cartoon character in a lot of ways too. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, you know, Al's friend, a, a, a pool shark, a confidant. Exactly. So like <laughs> he, he's he's doing his own thing. They're doing their own thing with this character, using him as as needed. His utilization will be much more prominent. Um, but I'm glad that we got we bridged this weird thing where we all know Alan Jefferson, and then all of a sudden you start exploring these, and you're like, "Well, where is that?" They they did it for what two or three episodes when Marcy was single, and they were like, "We can't do this anymore." We <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, "Oh, she, I remember uh, Amanda Burst. I think I don't know if she told us in the interview or something like that, but she said." At the point where I'm having an affair with Bud, I think it's time that we get me a new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <Or a> husband. <laughs> exactly. So then they just said, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's get, a- let's get you somebody. Anybody, let's face it, is better than Steve. So moving along. Ooh. Yeah, she's like, get me somebody that I could date or marry so I don't have to date Bud. They're like, okay, we will. And she's like, get me somebody while I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Now let's get to Marcy. What is your favorite moment of Marcy Darcy in season six, Jamie? Okay, initially I had the the desk episode because I like the fact that she's going after her her memories. But then I was like, overall, I wasn't in love with that episode. So then I, I went to... England three and that I knew you were gonna say that specifically because we get to see that she's into the kinky stuff and I I just I kind of dig that funny that was my pick and then I remembered the egg and I I'm like how can I not pick oh that's a good one too yeah right like I actually was gonna pick England three and then I was like you know what because she's like bad Americans you know but um (laughs) yeah but no her big standout episode this season, and I'm glad she got one because I also feel that Marcy is not, her and Peg are not prominent in this entire season. Agreed. You know, and it's weird because they both were in the beginning when they were both pregnant. Right. 
and then suddenly they're both not. Not at all. Yeah, it's weird. That is weird. So, and I don't see why she needed to get a rest. Right. You know, she didn't have a miscarriage or a uh, stillbirth, whatever. Right. Yeah, that's her big episode to me. When Steve came back and she had the, she was in the middle of the, these two guys and she was like dropping the Raphael trench coat over and over again, <laughs> you know? Cricket! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there you go. That's my pick. Dan, what's yours? Uh, I, I got to agree with you right there. Uh, that's all I could really pick from in all the moments. Um, once again, she had some okay lines, uh, but overall, like as a character uh, or, or even moments, there weren't that many. Um, I would say that one, but I, I, I'd probably land on that ending of the England show as well. And as much as I dislike those shows, um, that one's very unexpected, too. That when the alarm went off and all her kinky stuff was in her luggage. Well, because exactly, and like we alluded to in the whole club thing too, they they don't really explain anything. They're just up in there, and they know everybody's names. Like it's the next that you know. Yeah, but, but like, we know what goes on in those clubs. Egg, exact legs, right? And egg. Put it together in your own mind. <laughs> Would you guys ever? Eat I'm not the only this? one that knows what goes on in those clubs, right? Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> But um, but yes, I, I would say that that was my favorite moment as well, which, you know, as we're talking about it and like you guys had mentioned, it's it's very obvious uh, who had more prominent characters throughout the season. And it wasn't Marcy. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Nope. So now we are here. We are going to pick our top five favorites. So you're getting two more than usual. Because we feel bad that we sucked at Patreon this whole season. <laughs> but like I said, we are really going to start doing more things. Uh, I'm going to try to create some stuff. i got to eat a tanguich still. So I'm going to try to do that very soon. Good luck with that. I'm going to try to do some commentaries. If I can't get these other two guys with me, scheduling's tough. And I hate to even ask all the time. Well, when you eat a tanguage, will you actually eat a tanguage? Because Jerry faked it, and like, <laughs> right. I, I was kind of, I, I was disappointed. I mean, he covered all the different, like he dipped the bread in actual tang, like with a tang wipe. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just felt like him. I just felt like what I want to see is you pour in some tang. Right. Off. Onto some bread and make it like pinching the ends and making an actual tanguage. So the orange sand doesn't run out. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a thin layer though, so I don't like OD on sugar. But yeah, I'll definitely. Well, yeah, and plus I think it'd probably make you choke too. Um, like it'd yeah. be like doing the cinnamon challenge. Well, or... I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Right. Except it's tang, and you'd probably puke before anything. Okay, I'll do it. Right, I'm going to cool. do it very soon for all the patrons because I really do appreciate you guys. I'll pay to see that. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll pay at Patreon. <laughs> okay, we won't give you your cut this month. Okay, perfect. <laughs> That's a fair trade. <laughs> I'll take off $5. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks, guys. You know, you guys really understand. Listen, I've talked about this before. A lap dance for three and a half minutes is 20 bucks. Sure, we're not grinding on you or anything, but, you know, you still understand what it takes to do what we're doing. So right. we we really appreciate that. Um, I can't believe that. Like, I really thought our Patreon, I thought like 300 people at least would put a dollar each. It is mind-boggling. 
that they won't even do a dollar. Like, that's crazy. That's literally three cents a day or something like that. Like, how do you not want to do that for a show that has been giving you so much, so consistently, every week for hours? Like, I just don't get how people cannot even support you on any level. So the fact that you guys put five bucks in right. is is amazing. <laughs> you know, um, I just don't get it. But whatever, you know, hold on to that book. You know, that's really going to help you out when you retire because <laughs> you'll have an extra $17, you know. Who hey, that is $12 a year. That is not anything. <laughs> Could you imagine? They won't pay twelve dollars a year. I spent that at the gas station today, and I didn't even try. Dude, no, th- that's essential. Think of dumb things you spend it on. Oh God, I know. Yeah, right, right. You know, stuff you really don't need. Like, oh, let me get this stupid shirt I see in Walmart because it has a picture of Freddie and Jason on a tube and water on it. Because you know, I could, I could yeah. sleep in that. That's cool. Right. Totally. And, yeah. Yeah. No, they won't even do that for this, but it's fine. Listen, I'm not angry about it. I just want to strangle them all. No, just kidding. <laughs> it is what it is. But my point really is that it shows how much cooler you guys are that you actually understand and right. support your show. Yes, guys. Thank you. Yes. So let's get to our now. I want to do this differently. I think it'll take way too long to do it in the normal format when we had three. Like we each go to our bottom, then we each go to the one in the middle, oh, then we each right. go to our top. That'll take too long. And we're already an hour and 30 minutes. So let's yeah. uh, be conscious of that. And let's just rip off our top five, starting from the bottom. So, Dan, let's see you go first. So from from the fifth one to your favorite – what do you have for Married Children Season 6? Okay, number five, we have uh, Kelly Does Hollywood, like I mentioned before. Um, I thought that was a really fun episode. I think that uh, while they took it out of, you know, out of the house, um, it still very much felt like a grounded Married with Children episode. Um, I think that it... I think that not only Kelly had her day in the sun in that episode, but Bud had some great lines and some other people had some had some great setups and then following with great lines. So, yeah, I think that that episode was a lot of fun. So that is my number five. Uh, well, we all know you picked that just because you were so happy to see the dude from Top of the Heap return. I wasn't going to say it, but you just did. That is why. I knew it. I really knew it. You were so excited about that. You know, man – it's funny, uh, Lacey's got me watching Friends, and I just started watching it, and seeing him on there, like, I feel like I'm scarred. Yeah, you are. You'll never see him the same. I know, I know, and I know I should like his character, but I'm just like, eh. Hey, take heart, he's just as stupid on that show as he was on... Oh! I mean, I mean, he's just as much of an idiot, but right. um, <laughs> <laughs> I do, however, love him on Friends, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. The fact that he keeps a fork in his jacket just for the just in case there's an occasion when you find food on the ground that <laughs> classic. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is my number five. Uh, Kelly does Hollywood. Now my number four is Al Bundy shoe dick. Uh, this was this was just a fun episode. I think that uh, that the approach that they took was was different enough, but the jokes they 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 all just landed very well. And um, I think 
I think we said it too on this episode. This is where they really brought it back, and they it was almost like it was back to form because right. Uh, right before this, it got a little wonky as as it does at times. But this this brought it back. It kept it grounded. So number four, Al Bundy's shoe dick. Uh, number three, the mystery of Skull Island. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, this is one of those that, uh, you know, the name doesn't make any sense, obviously. Uh, we, we've talked about that to death, but, uh, nevertheless, still a fantastic episode. Um, you know, like I said, I'll rate, I'll rate just that, that skydiving jump, a five oh, God. all day, all day. And, and, and I'm sorry, but that's how great certain moments are. You know, they can dictate not only certain episodes, but, uh, you know, uh, just overall, like in my rating of things, like it just gets bumped right up there because of it. So uh, that is my number three. Number two, I got to say that uh, I was really excited to do this because I knew everybody else would be pumped about it, uh, which was uh, my dinner with anthrax. I knew you were going to say that. And, and, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not like the biggest Anthrax fan or whatever, but hearing you guys talk about it, um, having Venom on, uh, spitting, spitting hot Venom, uh, that was mm-hmm. great too. seeing seeing a different perspective because I've been on many shows with with him before and I know he just goes and I'm like, oh, oh, here we go. We got a we got a Venom rant coming up and it didn't disappoint. It was great. Uh, and you guys really were excited about that as well and I, you could just feel the vibes on that show it was infectious and you know mm-hmm. that that's a perfect example though of it not necessarily being my favorite episode it would have probably been lower on my list but due to your uh, you guys' love for it, uh, it just kind of uh, infected me and and it got bumped up to my number two and my number one, no surprise to anyone, the gas station, station show. show. It's perfect. I mean, what what else am I going to add that, that we didn't say before and that you guys will probably add coming up in a minute because I'm sure it's your number one too, <laughs> uh, but, mm. or, or at least top three. But uh, just perfect in every way. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. Number one gas station show overall i think that like we said the season got wonky at times but uh i think it was it was great probably a a step down from from the last season i would say oh yeah uh but yet still not as bad as i have seen in my opinion some people make it out to be now that everybody's entitled to their opinion like i said they're on the throttle i don't think that they completely jumped the shark but i can see them heading in that direction oh they're hopping on that boat they're hopping on yeah or no sorry the skis the skis yeah yeah. (laughs) uh so so we'll see uh we'll see how that goes but honestly regardless of how the rest of the series goes uh i'm completely I'm completely in it now and I'm completely interested to see what they do with it regardless if it's good, bad, whatever how I feel about it. Who knows? I may love these seasons coming up. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, there's always good episodes. Don't ever think that you'll ever just hate the show from now on. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, but and even further, like just as a season as a whole, this was uh, so much fun to do with you guys. Like I think that, that just uh, 
doing these shows, obviously we've talked about it a lot with like the fan interaction and stuff like that, but it's just so great. Something for me that's completely like unexpected. Didn't think I was going to be doing it, but now I can't picture doing anything else, you know, with you guys. It's like, it's like family back, back together again. So it's been, a, it's been a great year for us as a show. Uh, it doesn't, it's not necessarily reflected in the season, but, uh, but still uh, a great episode for me personally, nonetheless. Yeah. And in classic fashion, I screwed up again, and we're supposed to start off with the negatives and do our our least two favorite, and then at the end, do our favorites. So I don't know how I'm going to do this because I have a cool joke set up, and it'll ruin it if I do do that. So do you want to do something different this time and do our favorites and then end it off on a negative? Sure. I don't think anybody's going to care. Oh, good. Yeah, nobody really cares about anything, do they? No. So I think we're good. So good picks, man. Um, Definitely. Um, So let's mix it up again. We'll do something different. I'll go second. Okay, so I'll do my top five favorite Married with Children's from season six. Honorable mention real quick is the rites of passage in the nudie bar. Mm. Um, So from there, because I I love Sticky the Clown and Roxanne. Yes. (laughs) And the nudie bar. Uh, number five, Mystery of Skull Island. I've always been into that episode. I think it's great. I think Bud totally carried that on his shoulders and did a great job. Like Dan said, that last five seconds of the episode, oh, just put it right over, man. Amazing to see Al jump out of that airplane with a parachute in hand. Then, number four pick, My Dinner with Anthrax. I mean, that's always been a favorite of mine. When they're there, the whole thing, they trash the house at the end. Uh, having Venom on to review it just upped it. It was just so good. My number three, which is not probably going to be anyone else's number three, Total Nostalgia, I believe. Um, like I told you guys, this was on my original Marriage Children VHS tape when I got into recording the show and i've watched this episode more times than i could say i think i watched it four times for our review is goodbye girl right yep when kelly's in tv world um i don't know stacy lip wrote very different lines for bud and Mm -hmm. peg to make them stand out more from the craziness of kelly and al being on the couch the entire time what you know on his vacation is just epic to me just sitting there. Just imagine how much I love a character if one of my favorite moments is them just sitting on a couch for 22 minutes. Uh, so number two is going to be the gas station show. So yes, Dan, you're right. It is in my top three. Gas station show is amazing. Great premise. Great jokes. I love Joe with the long hair. <laughs> I love Al. I love how the family just abandons him, goes to the beach. I love Habib shirts. And the ending where Bud takes off with a bunch of hot chicks and the Swedish bikini team and Al goes off with the bowling team. A bunch of not hot chicks. Because they love guys named Al. <laughs> that, that really gets me excited. Uh, so my, <laughs> my number one pick favorite episode of this season is the England show number three. Yes. Wait, what? I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the punchline and then I was just like wait what I'd rather let you guys stew I was like let's just see what they say 
I, I, no, no, I knew you were completely full of shit, but... <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like how Dan had a knee-jerk reaction. Then he was like, wait a minute, I'm processing this. Wait, what did he just say? It took me a second, because I'm just staring out my window right now. He was like, nice. Yeah, there's no owl this time, but I'm staring out my window, and, uh... <laughs> yeah. You feel intellectually superior to that owl? <laughs> no, uh... It, Inferior in this. Oh, inferior. This. Okay. Yeah, it's the eyes, man. See, that's where my joke wouldn't work because that actually makes in my worst list. (laughs) So I'm glad I was able to do this. No, my favorite episode of this season is the Egg and I. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, that is iconic, man. Um, Steve returning the image of Marcy with the husbands on either side of her. Right. The argument, argument in the bedroom. Steve returning in general. The um, her coming in the house, making him jealous. Jefferson having to, you know, he's he's the winner already, but he has to act like it, and he bounces back. He seesaws from acting and not acting like the alpha but um you know he is technically he's better looking he has nicer hair he uh he has the girl now and steve doesn't he's literally better at everything in life <laughs> don't let jerry hear you say that <laughs> he just did <laughs> except for gainful employment <laughs> <laughs> right right and right now steve's not free he's not a free man not at all so right now uh Steve has nothing going for He's him. about as free as Bosco. <laughs> yeah, he's a murderer. Right. <laughs> he might as well just jammed a straw down that thing's throat. I mean... You get that lady in Detroit there that we talk about all the time that was, you know, shutting shutting everything down for a while there. Mm-hmm. I wish PETA was more prominent back these days. <laughs> <laughs> We'd never have to see this guy again. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that, those are my five picks. Mystery of Skull Island, Anthrax, Goodbye Girl, Gas Station Show, and The Egg and I. And, you know, I'm thinking about both of you guys' picks, and while we all uh, share similar ones, like, this season really did have some great episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't given my picks yet. I feel like I know them, Jamie. <laughs> Say at least three of them right now. <laughs> no, okay. You, you go first, Jamie. And I'll tell you if I was right or not. Okay, go. Oh, okay. Uh, also, I want to say Terry Ricolta is the... Terry Ricolta, thank you. I, the, I almost wanted to call her Terry Shivo, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> she was famous for a different reason. Yeah, um, he was. Okay, uh, well, my picks are... Uh, I share the same number five with somebody here, and that is uh, Alex with Mystery of Skull Island. Yeah. Ooh. Woo. Woo. I've though. Yeah, Dan has it though, right? Yep. In number three or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like I I like that one. Um, this one almost didn't make my list, and then as we've been talking about it, I kind of did some rearranging when I started thinking. Um, so can't at number that, four, no, nope, huh? can't do that. Go back. No. Nope. No, you have to do your original picks. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're gonna be sad if I don't because okay. it's All the right, gas well. station show. Oh, what? What? Say Well, when I initially thought of it, when I when I remembered it, I didn't remember it being all that exciting. Um, I was just like, it's just like one spot, you know. But then, as I started thinking about it, and you were bringing up like the Habib shirts and everything, and then the, how they love guys named Al, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty. That's really funny. So that really does belong there. So yeah, I only put it at number four. 
because at number three is, and this is the one that I don't think either of you had, but I just love it, is um, Buck has a bellyache. Oh, you love Wanker County, huh? I love Wanker County. I lo- I love the characters. I love the whole <laughs> getting to peel back the curtain and see like what Peg came from. Right. That whole thing just cracks me up. Plus, it kind of reminds me of home. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Sorry. Um, number two for me is if Al had a hammer. Uh, I love I love Grandmaster B in that episode. That's a high ranking. And it is. I just, I really, in, I really like it. I like it a lot. And my number one is uh, my dinner with anthrax. Whoa. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I had, a, I knew that would definitely make your top five. Yeah, that's just, I mean, for a lot of reasons. One of the main ones being, you know, anthrax. Yay. Mystery meat. Oh, right, right, anthrax. And then, yeah, we do get, you know, they're <laughs> the only ones brave enough to break into the mystery, pack. the mystery pack. And then they start hallucinating, which is just hilarious. Uh, if it's out of the refrigerator, why is it warm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All great picks. Uh, just run down your picks again. Uh, number five is The Mystery of Skull Island, followed by The Gas Station Show. Then Buck has a bellyache. Then If Al Had a Hammer. Then uh, My Dinner with Anthrax. Nice. I feel stupid that I jumped the gun now and I pretended like I knew your picks. Like, and then Jimmy's like, The Gas Station Show at number four. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised. I didn't, I didn't expect the um, be- bellyache, and I didn't expect If Al Had a Hammer. I Yeah, I know. Um no, it's not wrong with it, but well, I know. But I just figured I figured you were going to go for the heavy hitters, but it's actually good because I went pretty typical. So it's good that you didn't because we have more picks here. Absolutely, and I know we're rating uh, episodes, guys, but we uh, we actually have somebody uh, on the line that wants to rate our podcast uh, as a whole. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Lacey Lou. <gasps> Hi, guys. What's up? Hi, Lacey. Hello. I just want to say I love you guys fucking so much. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm probably not. You didn't even know we're doing a Patreon show. And you can actually do it the one time. Oh, but the yes, one time. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm she loves fucking you guys. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm one half of Dan Chase. Um, no, you guys are awesome. I love listening to you every week. Um, I'm so glad that you guys are back and in full force. And I hope I can join you sometime. Uh, you guys are a five out of fucking five. Whoa! Thanks. Yay. Thanks, Lacey. Wow, so cool to have you on here. Yeah, we'll have you on a regular show. That would be awesome. I just woke up. (laughs) (laughs) It's 8 o'clock at night, PM. What do you mean, (laughs) now? No, I I, I sometimes watch the episodes with them, so... You do. um, You do. Actually, Lacey was a big part in my my prepping for this show, and it's always fun. uh, the, my favorite one, like I remember, like the evolution. <laughs> Did anybody ask you? No, but I'm going to. <laughs> no, we, well, you know, this season kind of came full circle because I believe he's. Uh, you guys started season six when we were still living in. Massachusetts. We talked about oh, this. Oh, yeah, okay. no, this was a thing. No, I said how big this season was because I started in Massachusetts. Yeah, okay. and it was when you know Peg was pregnant, and yeah. I remember watching those like the butt crack of dawn, like because I was really <laughs> the time zone difference. And, um, yeah, so Peg was pregnant, and then I think the last one that I watched was when uh, Kelly had an IQ. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, yep. so, and I know he's been talking about the England show and yep. Luigi, I think was the guy's name that was on that. Correct. Okay, yeah, see, I follow you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you guys are awesome, and uh, the show's amazing. Everybody check it out. Well, if they are checking it out, then they're listening. They're listening right now. (laughs) Oh, no, these people are way into it. They're actually patrons. (laughs) Well, right on. I just wanted to hop in and give my uh, five out of five rating on this podcast. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Love you. Thank you, Lacey. Love you, Lacey. Love you. (laughs) Wow, nice. What a guest, Dan. And I was worried for a second. You know what? I'm going to go like her poster now. Lasty Luhu. So yeah, she will be on a future episode for season seven. So there you go. Something to look forward to in season seven. <laughs> yes, indeed. So guys, let's get to our two least favorite episodes and then we'll wrap this show up. Jamie, what are your two least favorite episodes of this season? Oh man. You're gonna be so sad. Oh, no. Uh, Is it one of my favorites? You're going to be sad, yeah. Don't tell me it's goodbye, girl. It is. What? Yeah. Why do you feel this way? (laughs) Why do you feel this way? (laughs) I just, I don't know. I I just, it's just, it's a weird episode to me. Oh, it is. And I just don't, uh, I don't know. It's kind of a tie between that and and just shoo it. Because I had it, I had three originally. Hmm. So if it would make you feel better to put just shoe it in there, then <laughs> it would. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my number one least favorite episode is England three. England three, which is very sad to me because that's the final episode of the season, right. and for us to go out of what really was a good season overall yep. on such a downer, it just kind of breaks my heart but just wasn't loving it i guess i'll do mine then because i also am on england three as one of my least i just don't i just don't like it i don't know it it had moments um i like the back and forth with the two towns when the buddies were in the middle that was pretty fun right but i don't know i don't really don't care for the beginning right when uh al's given his Yet again, speech about marriage and... Again, again. I don't like anything about Igor's the one pick to do jousting. I didn't care for the jousting. No, that kind of bores me. Oh, it was so boring. And it was so anti-climactic because the, the sound effects of the audience and even the people, I mean, like, even the ones watching on the show... Right. Those townspeople was just so boring. Right. And uh, Al didn't even, like, th- whale the football at the guy's head and knock him off the horse. <laughs> that would have at least been funny, right? I mean, if I was there, I would have said, okay, let's have a scene where that happens. But no. <laughs> Swift kick to the nuts, though. <sighs> yeah, which was lame because it lame was soft. It was, it was like a little love tap, yeah. Oh, my God. Right? I don't know. And then, like, the, the place comes back to light because he beat Igor. And then the big laugh here is that they're going to kill him anyway and then you got the helicopter shot of them running across the lawn <laughs> and then you have a nice little <laughs> bonus of marcy with her suitcase that's that was cool and then right. then you have a semi good joke of al being laying against the floor but looking like like he's chained to a wall right and then he says it's his best vacation ever sorry not really the greatest joke either nope no, and then even then, like the last three minutes is not going to save the entire episode. So. Right, right. 
No, you're right. That's a good pick. And my other pick is looking for a desk in all the wrong places. Yeah. I'm I'm sure if I went back to it, it's not that bad or anything. No, I definitely like would not like run to like if you gave me a whole you know season six and said which one do you want to watch first? I'm pretty sure I'd probably put that in last. Right. <laughs> right. Amongst the England uh, shows, because I don't like to repeat watch those too much. How did you know when I said you were going to be sad? How did you know to go directly to the Goodbye Girl? Uh, I kind of figured that all my other picks are more, are more universal, and that's more of a niche pick. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Danny Boy, what do you yo, have yo, for yo, your yo, two yo. least favorite? Um, so, you just mentioned my number three, which is looking for a desk in all the wrong places. Um, I think that... <laughs> Because of the character uh, stuff going on, or lack thereof, I should say, um, it was just it was just the weakest one of the weakest episodes uh, overall. Um, so that is my number three. My number two is actually I'll one up you and say that the England show part three. Uh, I don't know at this point in time. I think it might be better than than two. So mm. I would I would say my number two is the England show part two. I just feel like it was uh, it was an extended version of the first one. It set up certain plot points, yes, but that could easily be done in the last one. The three parter was just completely unnecessary, which just another reason why that adds into my disdain of this episode. So that is my number two and my number one. You know, it, it's not it's not like this is a flashy episode or like I hate this episode because of these reasons. Um, I just think that I who have nothing, uh, that episode had nothing uh, good in it. <laughs> it just had it had it had a whole bunch of fucking bullshit, and, and 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 they had a lot of opportunities with the setup. You know, um, a lot of great jokes could have been had. At uh, at that guess, uh, you know, expense. Oh, Wendy, whatever her name is, right? Yeah, yeah, Wendy Peppercorn. But that was that was not Wendy Peppercorn, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, Wait, I what do you mean? That, it's not really? No, not at I all. I forgot who it is. Wendy something, though, right? No, right, right. Yes. Um, but I just think that overall, that episode is just kind of lame. And Wendy Thurber, I think, is her name. There you go. Oh, right, right, right. Right on. Uh, so yeah, overall, just lackluster. I remember. Um, I, I just remember there being nothing special about that. No, and you did not like that. I didn't, and and honestly, um, there are there are certain episodes that catch me on any given day, and this this list might be a little different. You know, probably the same picks just in in a different order. Uh, but you know, I don't really, <laughs> I don't generally like keep going back to ranking things that I dislike. Like I'm glad we're doing in this this instance, but I I don't I'm not going to think about these bad episodes. It's not like they were so hmm. bad that they're going to haunt my dreams. It's just that they they lack certain things and I remember them lacking certain things so they're going right. to stay in a in a place in my mind that I'm not going to revisit anytime soon. <laughs> so and that's where these episodes went. Well, it's funny that I had initially I had England show 2. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what, though, at least in two, now I and I said during the reviews that it was treading water, nothing happened, it was totally pointless. Right. But then I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, at least it had locations. You know, right. at least we went and did things. True. Mm. And but really those two could be neck and neck. 
like right. I just right. am not in love with either of those two. Right. I think the first one it starts out really strong, and then that whole thing, that whole storyline just peters out. Yep. Yep. I agree. And I think oh. if they had made it a two-part instead of a three-part, it right. would have been tighter. It would have been much funnier. It would have worked. But that, mm-hmm. they didn't. Nope. Yeah, you could literally edit those shows into two shows. Somebody do that. I, I, I that Maybe I'll do that for Patreon, <laughs> right? Like, maybe I'll, like... Do us all a favor. Yeah. And then, and then we could watch it like that for now on. And then edit uh, top of the heap off the uh, – <laughs> out of existence. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to do it though because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to edit the England shows and then somebody will be like, oh, dude, I love that bit where Al breaks the guy's neck in the wax museum. You know, like I'll never – I'll never win no you matter what I do. You miss the essential nut kick, Alex. Right. It's, you a, know, the, it's essential to uh, apparently uh, football players. It's, it's a prerequisite to know how to do a swift kick to the nuts. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember you said, I go, oh, is that a thing? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, so there's no point. No, no matter what I take out, someone's going to say that was their favorite non-important scene. Right. So I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> so we are done, guys. We're at the two-hour wow. mark, basically. So, uh, yeah, that's it. And it landed right exactly how we planned the show. So Nice. Yeah. Once again, thanks, patrons. And we're looking. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're supposed to. The last thing we ever do all the time is check out season seven episodes. And although you're not familiar, I should be. So then I say uh, what there's to look forward to. So season seven, of course, is where seven comes into the show. And that happens right away. Wow. That is not something to look forward to. No. Oh, well, no, I didn't mean that, but. <laughs> um, then we have a. There's a big guest coming on that I think you guys will be so happy about, but don't look into it. I, I actually want to hear your reaction when, when he just shows up. So that happens uh, very early into the season. Ooh, you narrowed it down. It's a he. Yes. Yeah. I, I said the same thing. I was like, ooh. That it's only. Fifty percent of the population. Yeah, so, so you have to think out of four point five billion people, who it might be. <clears throat> so every Bundy has a birthday. That that's actually an episode that I always sort of liked. Um, yeah. With seven in it, yeah. All right on. Al on the rocks. This is a pretty cool episode. Uh, I do like it. It has a dad dancing scene that Jamie will will surely love. Yes. Oh, <laughs> she knows of it. Uh, what I did for love. Um, exciting. Oh, wow. This is a pretty good episode. I remember this growing up. Um, it was, it's pretty good. I like that one. Frat chance. Eh, I don't think that was very good. The Chicago wine party is a lot of people's favorite episode. Yeah. So there you go with that. Kelly doesn't live here anymore. Mm. Um, oh my God. This is epic. In a good way? Oh, yeah. You're going to love who's in this. If you're a fan of, um, oh, God, this is so good. If you're a fan of the show Get a Life and Griswold's Christmas Vacation, his name is like Brian Doyle Duncan or something like that. It's uh, Brian Doyle Murphy. Murray. Murray. Uh, yeah, duh. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, it's uh, Bill Murray's brother. What? What? Oh, dude, he's awesome, and he's in that episode. Wow. Okay, Rock of Ages. 
This is a, this you have to be into the humor to like this. Death of a shoe salesman. Al's favorite character dies, and he wants to be buried next to him. That and eh, not so great, if I remember. The old college try. Hmm. Now we have a Christmas episode. We have another Christmas episode. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm excited. Then we come to the wedding show where Bud loses his official virginity, I believe. Officially, huh? Yeah. Hmm. So it's far into season seven. It doesn't get any better than this. This is going to be reminiscent of the uh, the one, I think, in season three where they all went to the cabin. Okay. And Peg yep, and Marcy yep. were fighting and stuff. Yep. Then we get to an amazing episode I love. Kelly Bundy crosses into Sons of Anarchy territory. What? Yep. So that's something to look forward to. Then one of my all-time favorites, Mr. Empty Pants. That's a great one. It sounds like the season's fire, Alex. Oh, then we... Okay, now, there's one you can't miss. The Dating Game. Oh, my God, I love that one. And then Peggy and the Pirates is amazing, and Steve comes back for that one. Oh! So what happened to season seven being the season that jumped the shark? This is completely contradicting everything I've heard up until this point. I know. Wow. Then Al... Go. He competes in in like uh, the Olympics with old people. Then you got this one where Al goes to court because he beat up a guy trying to break into his house. <laughs> then you get you get the movie show where. Do you remember the? Everyone knows the movie theater thing, right? What Al does to Kelly's boyfriend in there. Do you remember that? I don't want to give yeah. it away. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Classic. Yeah, but the one where they find out Kelly's boyfriend's cheating on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we got to death do us part. His time to smell the roses, old insurance dodge, wedding repercussions, and the proposition. Now, those I won't go into too much detail. I don't remember. I probably, if I really look at it, I'll remember it all. But right. I'm not going to keep going though. But yeah, th- so so don't be too bummed out here. I'm not. I, I, here's an exclusive, guys. We're uh, we'll have all the shows out the whole season uh, next week because now I'm going to binge watch this whole season now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just got me so amped. Yeah, no, there's some good stuff here. So, um, and even the second episode, I think you're gonna like it. So, yes. don't don't fret. <laughs> we'll make this work. Trust me. E- Listen, even if it's bad, we'll have fun ripping it. Even though it will be sad because I do really love all these people, but right, we'll still have fun ripping it. And then, um, and the good ones, we'll just do what we normally do. Hell yes. So tune in next week on the regular feed. We will embark on the thing everybody was afraid of. Season 7 with the with the Oliver kid. Or what do they call those things? <laughs> Oliver or something? When you Oliver Twist. <laughs> yeah, the Oliver Twist. Uh, yeah, Oliver was that kid with the glasses that came onto the Brady Bunch. Brady so, Bunch. Right. Yeah, whenever whenever they whenever they bring in a kid late season, he, it is referred to as the Oliver. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's called, yeah, the the Cousin Oliver Syndrome, yep. And then we're going to play a two-minute and 15-second clip of how it explains how a lot of shows added a kid into it when when they had to refresh it. So, yeah, tune in then, guys. We will see you next week.